Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. An incredible new marketing partner with today, Transmedia Worldwide. In a world where everything is within the reach of our fingertips, more and more options for alternative sources of income exist. The WealthHelp.app looks to bring it all together. Business owners, new entrepreneurs, advent advertisers, adventures, consumers. The WealthHelp.app will provide courses, information, and ways for you to make money now. WealthHelp is e-commerce redefined. Learn more. Become a backer. Become a doer with the WealthHelp app. For more information on this upcoming Kickstarter campaign, Go to Instagram.com slash Wealth Help App. And tell them you heard about it here, Transmedia Worldwide. Incredible new marketing partners today, Transmedia Worldwide. Phenomenal, phenomenal stuff. We have got GoFundMe.com. That's G-O-F-U-N-D-M-E dot C-O-M. Search support Pakachanan. That's right. They're needing help. Pocky is fighting cancer. Since 2017, Pukachanan has been diagnosed three times of three with stage three uterine cancer. Her struggle continues. She needs your help now to live longer. Go over to G-O-F-U-N-D-M-E dot C-O-M. Search P-O-C-K-Y-C-H-A-N-A-N. It's Pukachanan. And they need you to give them some of your hard-earned money today. And tell them you heard about it here. Transmedia World Wide. Go give them some of your hot air money today, right now. Incredible new marketing partner with us today, Transmedia Worldwide. Hardship Dental Bills. Go over to Indiegogo.com. Search projects. Search Hardship Dental Bills. Please support Troy Lewis. He needs urgent emergency. He's seeking funds for dental health. He's got an emergency fund set up. You need to go over there right now. Give him some of your hard-earned money. He has several rotten teeth, and he's got all sorts of things going on in his mouth. He needs your help. He needs you to give him some of your hard-earned money right now so you can give him some dental help. He has until August 15th. He needs your money. His uncle is granting him $1,500 in April to repair the car and two months on rent, and he's applied for assistance. He's turned down working odd jobs here and there. He's got tech school training. He's got all sorts of things going for him, but he needs your help to get those teeth fixed. Hardship of dental bills right now is available at Indiegogo.com. That's I-N-D-I-E-G-O-G-O.com. Search Hardship of Dental Bills and tell him you heard about it here. We've got news. It's Transmedia Worldwide. Tremendous new marketing partner with us today at Transmedia Worldwide. Earlier this year, my husband was diagnosed with brain cancer. He spent his 30th birthday in the hospital recovering from brain surgery. 
He has had three brain surgeries this year so far. He just finished up with radiation and chemo. Now he has 12 more rounds of chemo to go. My husband's name is Quentin. He is married to me, Lisa. His high school sweetheart. And we have two young kids, Mason, who's seven, and Nora, who was four, and it's been really hard on all of us, and we're drowning in medical debt. Check out GoFundMe.com slash F slash help dash us dash fight dash Quentin 039 little s dash brain dash cancer. And tell them, you heard about it here. Transmedia Worldwide. Go give them some of your hard-earned money right now. Incredible new marketing partner with us today at Transmedia Worldwide. Are you looking for a quirky kind of podcast? Well, look no further than ReviewParty.com. A weekly adventure of absurd reviews led by your trusty goofball guides, Brent and Matt. Their expedition leads you across the internet, through the dingy depths of the Amazon, past the treacherous peaks of consumer reports, and down the Google review ravines, listening for every Yelp in between. You'll stare into the dark digital heart of humanity. Laid bare in user reviews, you'll return with cheeks so suave from giggle fits, you'll think you were, oh yeah, at a party with all your funniest friends. Reviewparty.com. Find it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or on Reviewparty.com. Dot com. Uh, that's review party. D O T C O M dot C O M. Come on. Will you join the party? Go over to reviewparty.com. That's R E V I E W P A R T Y D O T C O M dot C O M. And tell them you heard about it here. Transmedia. Worldwide. Be a pleasure. <laughs> well, uh, we've got all our audio issues worked out, I believe, and we've got uh, IQ Al Rizzoli and uh, IQ. There is <laughs> there is a lot of weird crap going on in the world. Um, first no, of all, well, nothing, nothing weird. The, the only <laughs> weird thing is the American young people. Who are clueless, brain dead, uh, <laughs> mostly white, stupid animals. Well, you're right about that. Honest, look, I'm not being nasty. No. I'm being, literally, I'm telling you the way it is. These white children, privileged <laughs> children, are cursing themselves for being white. They're stupid. They really are stupid. They're taking a knee and all this stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for what? 13% of the American public is black. 67% is white. 14% or 15% is Hispanic and otherwise. Why yes. is everybody committing suicide because of blacks? I don't understand why. Nobody, nobody in America, not their fathers, not even their grandfathers, owned a slave. So why all of a sudden they're feeling... Guilty. Oh yeah, yeah. Everybody, everybody's guilty. I don't understand any of this at all. Well, you know something that I also that that you know these uh, these these Black Lives Matter folks, uh, they have decided that there needs to be reparations. All black people need to get reparations from whom? Well, apparently from the U.S. government. <laughs> really? No, 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 no. Wait, 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 wait. Please. Uh, you can laugh, but I don't laugh. Apparently, apparently the, US the U.S. government, government doesn't have 
any bloody money. The U.S. government has money from the American people. And the American okay, people well, don't they want owe the, the American... black people an iota of a dime. Well, the thing I've been trying to figure out is if we're going to be passing out money and we're going to be doing this stuff where, oh, black lives matter and all the black people need money, which, okay, if that's what we're doing, that's cool, but uh, what about the Native Americans? Uh, They need some money, don't they? And then what about uh, some of the Jewish people that have been persecuted? Uh, They need money. And then and what about the, the Chinese, Chinese people the who Chinese, were in America also. The Chinese, what about the Japanese people who were put in prison? They were in put in the internment. Camps. They were putting in the internment camps during World War II. Thank you. Thank so you. I'm like, are we just going to start giving everybody cash? Is that what the yeah, plan is? Nobody, nobody deserves a dime of anything. This is a con game. A oh, con game. I, I, Black Lives Matter are criminals. The leaders are criminals. They have clueless. They're clueless. My question to black people is simple. Very simple. Who sold the blacks to the white people? Well, and see, that's where you get into an odd situation because... Why is it odd? Tell me why. Well, um... If people really do their history, they will realize that a lot of the black people who got sold into slavery were sold into slavery by other black people. Thank you. Uh, They they would be like, you know, I don't like my cousin. I'm going to go down and sell him to the slave master or whatever. So it's a slippery slope, brother. (laughs) No, 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 no. I'm in exactly the position... That I can demolish any enemy. Knowledge, 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 and knowledge yes. are the four horsemen of the apocalypse of stupid people. Well, and then uh, the these the, the <laughs> this is this is an interesting conversation there with IQ Alvarezoli. Uh, by the way, you can you can get his book, Lifting the Veil, uh, online, or you can uh, just Google his name. IQ Rizzoli, or find him on uh, the old Twitter machine at A L R A S S O O L I. And uh, IQ Rizzoli joins me today here on our program. Don Mazzella has vanished. I don't know where Don is. I hope Don's okay. Because uh, well, Don is usually bright, punctual, and early. So uh, that that is uh always a uh, a problem when he doesn't join us here and plus we plus we enjoy don and don has on several occasions said that he loves iq because iq scares the hell out of him <laughs> <laughs> and uh so one of the things that i find really strange about this black lives matter is which i think in a roundabout way it's it's pandering and it's you know let's let's con the black people kind of deal but the Democrats, uh, <laughs> more or less the Democrats, because it's not Joe Biden. Joe Biden's not in control of anything. Um, Joe Biden has thought about putting this uh, black woman who used to be a police chief uh, on as the vice president. And the leader of the Black Lives Matter in Chicago said, if you do that, uh, you're going to lose our support because uh, once you become a cop, you are no longer black, you are now blue. And I'm like, okay, so... 
<laughs> the pandering didn't work because I'm sure the Democrats just went, hey, just put a black person who was a cop on the bill and we'll get all these Black Lives Matter people to vote for us. <laughs> is that what is that what's going on there? Well, I'll tell you what. Black Lives Matter is a racist organization. Well, yes. No, look, you should know me by now. I've been with you in long enough. Yes. Political, I'm so politically correct, incorrect. You see, the only way you find me is in the X-ray spectrum of politically incorrect people. So I don't miss my words. Black Lives Matter are a bunch of idiots, stupid black people who are racists. It's simple. It's not complicated. Can you now let me ask you a question? They have the black caucus in the Congress. Why isn't there a white con uh, caucus? Well, Why isn't there, for example, a Jewish caucus? Yes. Why is there a black caucus? And that's not racism. Why you have the black police federation? Why do you have that? That's racism. You could, because you can't say we have a white police federation or whatever it is. Same yes. thing with everything to say with black is racist. And they are the ones who complain about the whites being racist. It's a reversal of order. It's done on purpose. And it fails, it, it succeeds only with people who have absolutely no self-respect and they have no, no knowledge of history. You can fool as Abraham Lincoln said, you can fool some of the people all the time. Most of the people, some of the time, but not all the people all the time. That's what's happening in America. It, it will be for a few months that they are succeeding. But come November 3rd, the silent majority are going to obliterate the Democrat Party. We have got IQ Al Rizzoli with us today. And another topic uh, right along this Black Lives Matter situation that I want to get into with IQ. Uh, why is it that these these movements, I, I guess, they, uh, they always seem to get corrupted? Uh, for instance, the, the Tea Party. When the Tea Party started, it was because they were tired of George W. Bush spending us into uh, just a massive debt. And then all of a sudden, some folks got in there and it became about something else. Um, Occupy Wall Street was about the fact that people didn't have jobs, didn't have any money. And then all of a sudden, a bunch of people got in there and then it became about, well, all these homeless people are just sleeping in the park. And then Black Lives Matter was about police brutality and the fact that there were a good majority of racist cops going out and killing black people. And now all of a sudden it's turned into, well, we want all the black people to get free money and free college and all this other stuff. And looting. What, is it the fact that there is no central leader with these movements? Is that why they get corrupted? How, how do they get off the... The tracks, I guess you would say. Well, let me remind you about something that most people don't even think about. The only revolution that did not consume all its leaders was the American Revolution. Yes. Every other revolution in, in history consumed the very people who started it. Whether it was the Russian Revolution, the French Revolution, Arab Revolution, 
every single one of them was destroyed and eliminated by the same people, by the internal. It was what they call it cannibalism. Yes. The only successful revolution ever in history is an American one. Because it was yes. done on justice. It was done on morality. It wasn't done to exterminate people and the opposition. In every revolution, there was either us and nobody else. Only us and nobody else. Whether it was Russian or French or whatever. That's why they always end up in the dustbin of history. The problem in America at the moment is you have a Democrat party, so-called Democrat party. Yes. First of all, the Democrat party was the party of slavery. And it continued to be a party of slavery. And it was the father or the mother of the Ku Klux Klan. And yet... An incredible Black marketing partner was day trade video worldwide in a world where everything is within the reach of our fingertips. To more and more options White for alternative sources of income Ku Klux Klan, people the pretending they are liberal. Dot app looks to bring it all together. Explain. It's like the same thing was business owners, new entrepreneurs, and then advertisers, leftists, the benches, most consumers. They're only liberal from having well, a brain. Dot app. They're liberal. We'll provide courses, brain. information, well, and ways are. for you. To make money now, wealth help is e-commerce redefined. Learn more, become a backer, become a doer with the wealth help app. For more information on this upcoming Kickstarter campaign, go to Instagram.com/slash/wealthhelpapp and tell them you heard about it here, Transmedia World. Incredible new marketing partners today, Transmedia Worldwide. Phenomenal, phenomenal stuff. We have got GoFundMe.com. That's G-O-F-U-N-D-M-E dot C-O-M. Search. Support Pakachanan. That's right. They're needing help. Pocky is fighting cancer. Since 2017, Pakachanan has been diagnosed three times with stage 3 uterine cancer. Her struggle continues. She needs your help now to live longer. Go over to G-O-F-U-N-D-M-E dot C-O-M. Search P-O-C-K-Y-C-H-A-N-A-N. It's Pokachanan. And they need you to give them some of your hard-earned money today. And tell them you heard about it here. Transmedia. Well, why? Go give them some of your hard money today right now. Incredible new marketing partner with today, Transmedia Worldwide, Hardship Dental Bills. Go over to Indiegogo.com, search projects, search Hardship Dental Bills. Please support Troy Lewis. He needs urgent emergency. He's seeking funds for dental help. He's got an emergency fund set up. You need to go over there right now. Give him some of your hard-earned money. He has several rotten teeth. And he's got all sorts of things going on in his mouth. He needs your help. He needs you to give him some of your hard-earned money right now so you can give him some dental help. He has until August 15th. He needs your money. His uncle is granting him $1,500 in April to repair the car and two months on rent. And he's applied for assistance. He's turned down working odd jobs here and there. He's got tech school training. He's got all sorts of things going for him, but he needs your help to get those teeth fixed. Hardship of dental bills right now is available at Indiegogo.com. That's I-N-D-I-E-G-O-G-O.com. Search Hardship of Dental Bills and tell him you heard about it here. We've got news. It's Transmedia Worldwide. 
tremendous new marketing partner with us today at Transmedia Worldwide. Earlier this year, my husband was diagnosed with brain cancer. He spent his 30th birthday in the hospital recovering from brain surgery. He has had three brain surgeries this year so far. He just finished up with radiation and chemo. Now he has 12 more rounds of chemo to go. My husband's name is Quentin. He is married to me, Lisa, his high school sweetheart. And we have two young kids, Mason, who's seven, and Nora, who was four, and it's been really hard on all of us, and we're drowning in medical debt. Check out GoFundMe.com slash F slash help dash us dash fight dash Quentin 039 little s dash brain dash cancer. And tell them, you heard about it here. Transmedia, worldwide. Go give them some of your hard-earned money right now. Incredible new marketing partner today at Transmedia Worldwide. We've got a great GoFundMe campaign we want to talk to you about today. Ryan Wembley, basically he is currently living in poverty. He needs your help. He's been abandoned by his family and put out by a house fire at his last opportunity for housing his children have been taken away and he's got no way to contact their mother his education was paused because of the presence of his children and he was not able to finish school he currently resides in burlington county new jersey next to the poorest city kempton he has no resources and no one to go to for help he's unable to work due to a disability developed in his teenage years Times are as difficult as they could be for him, and he's not got the slightest clue on how to move forward. Day-to-day struggles involve food, clean clothes, showering, medical needs, and sickness. In any way, he could receive a donation to get a house, fight for his children as well, take care of himself, and then he would be extremely grateful. And he appreciates your time, and he says, God bless. Check out his incredible GoFundMe campaign over there. At G-O-F-U-N-D-M-E dot C-O-M. Search recovery. Give him some of your hard-earned money today. And tell him you heard about it here. Transmedia. Worldwide. Help him out today, folks. It does. But. We will see what happens here. Get everything put together. There we go. Hey, look at that. Hey, what's up? Hey, can you? Uh, are you got? Are you on with anyone else? No, I just got okay. you can, for now. Are you going to be on with anyone else? Uh, well, I was going to have Don and IQ in here, but who knows if okay. IQ will pick up? <laughs> Do me a favor. Can you can you call me back in about maybe eight minutes? Yeah. yeah, I'll just call yeah, you back call in eight back minutes. Skype in about eight minutes, and I'll do the interview with you. That'll work. Yeah, lots of, lot to cover. I'll talk to you in, here in eight minutes. Thank you, All brother. Right, thanks, man. Okay. Okay. Well, he Ooh. was uh, he was in the middle of a conference call. He was in the middle of a conference call. Oh my God! Conference call, Bernstein. That's gonna be his brand new handle. Conference call Bernstein. He's conference call Bernstein. I'm a big star in the business. Speaking of big stars in the business, I think I got Don Mazzella. How are you, sir? <laughs> let me uh, let me find Mr. Rizzoli here. We'll see if he uh, he will make an appearance this week. Maybe. <laughs> he seems to be in and out the last couple weeks, so who knows? I, I, I don't know. Who knows? Might hear from IQ, might not hear from IQ. Well... 
Uh, yeah, but his Skype was not doing him any favors. <laughs> he was getting echo and all sorts of shenanigans. So I, I don't know. It, it, it'll, it'll be touch and go here if we, uh, <laughs> if, if, uh, okay. Well, apparently that's not going to happen. So I'll guy up our guest and get them in here and we will go from there and see what happens i know i'll get i know the guest will pick up because uh i think i talked to him earlier yesterday john o'connor there he is john how are you sir it's james and the great uh an all-powerful donald mazzella <laughs> how... i love it i love it <laughs> <laughs> Don 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 gets embarrassed when I put him over too much on this show, but uh, Don is uh, Don is quite a big deal. Uh, so we've got a, a great guest with us today. Uh, our co-host Don Mazzella joins us. Our uh, guest is John O'Connor. We will have Josh Bernstein on a little bit later on as well. But uh, John. Uh, you are, uh, a man about town, it seems. You are, uh, all over the place on all sorts of, uh, different programs, and, uh, you're, you're, you're an expert legal analyst, as, as, uh, as your press people call you, which I think is awesome. And, uh, you were also the author of Postgate, How the Washington Post Betrayed Deep Throat, Covered Up Watergate, and Began Today's Partisan Advocacy Journalism. And uh, you served as the assistant U.S. attorney in Northern California from 74 to 79, representing the United States in both criminal and civil cases. And uh, what do you make of this uh, deal about trying to break up the NRA? I I just think that is just insane. Well, let me first say that the reason I'm on these shows is because my wife doesn't want to hear my opinion, so i got to tell them (laughs) to somebody. Okay? Okay. Uh, but that's so the putting best, that aside, that's the best talking about a long time. <laughs> <laughs> but, but putting that aside for the moment, let me give you an example. Let's say you had a great charity raising a lot of money, raising two hundred million dollars a year to give uh, free breakfast to underprivileged kids so they'd have nourishment and learn in school. Yep, great charity. But let's say the expenses are too high, and they're spending thirty million a year on expenses and not twenty million. One remedy would be to come up to him and say, hey, guys, start spending 20 or we're going to sue you. Okay, how about that? And, you know, we'll do take action, but we'll let you do it. If uh, We'll let you continue on if you just straighten up your ship. That would make sense. Now, there's another alternative. You could blow up the charity, get rid of it, and so that rather than the kids having $160, $170 million of uh, breakfast, they have zero. Okay, if you blow up the thing and dissolve a good charity – that really doesn't uh, preserve a charitable uh, activity, does it? It hurts charity. Now, yes. what is this woman doing? She is trying to destroy the NRA, and she's being very upfront about it because it is a, quote, terrorist, unquote, organization. So what she's really doing is really against the law in the sense that she is deciding that what has been deemed a charity and which and and an advocacy group, I should say that it's really about free speech and advocacy, not so much a charity in this case, but it's free speech advocacy. Uh, she is deciding that, in spite of what everyone else says about the uh, First Amendment and the Second Amendment, 
she doesn't isn't going to go with either one of them. She's going to blow up this group because she doesn't like them, and maybe politically she thinks that's cool. But I'll tell you this: in my view, she is very vulnerable to an attack for being a state actor that is depriving someone of civil rights. This is exactly why, you know, the Constitution is as it is, and then we uh, passed 42 U.S.C. 1983, so that states, local governments, could not impinge on the rights of citizens. And now, of course, a lot of this stuff was enacted to prevent local state governments from, from messing around with black people. Okay? Now, what's she doing? She's a black person in, in power, and God bless her, more power to her. But now what's she doing? She's going out and impinging on the rights of people to be free. What good is that? Is that an American way? No, it's it's really silly. It's terrible. It should be disgusting to all fair-minded people, even if you don't like the NRA, even if you have a different position. You know, I, I disagree with what you say, but I defend to the death your right to say it. That's what people, even people who don't like guns, don't like the NRA, think that stopping guns is going to somehow help us. I don't think it will. But even if you think that, you ought to be very, very dismayed about what this attorney general is doing. I think it's terrible. Could not agree with you, you more. What she's doing is, is absolutely scary. Because, um, uh, you know, they talk about McCarthy, who, by the way, eventually was proved right. And, and these people are actually make him look like a pallid ghost uh, <laughs> com uh, compar comparatively. It, it really is scary. And what's scarier is no one is calling her out on it. I mean, you are, but I mean, our national press is not, nor are our national leaders, Republican or Democrat, calling her out. Because if what she's in effect saying is, I don't agree with this group, therefore it must be bad, so it should be disbanded. Yeah. It's scary. Yeah. Well, you bring up a real good point there about the failure of the national media to call her out. You know, all these folks talk about themselves as being these watchdogs or watchdog investigative reporters. Well, what they are is for one side of the fence, they're lapdogs. For the other side of the fence, they're unleashed attack dogs without any discretion whatsoever. They're not watchdogs to either side. And certainly here, we all stand mute. Uh, the best uh, lack all conviction, the worst are full of passionate intensity, as Yates said, and that's what we got here. So it's really terrible. They're just sitting there on MSNBC and CNN without without saying anything about this. It's shameful. Uh, we saw a, uh, a bumper sticker, and I hope I get it right, which said, if, outlaw, if uh, guns are outlaws, it'll make it a, it a safer workplace for uh, outlaws. Uh, you know, well, that's right. That's absolutely right. And, uh, you know, you think anybody in the south side of Chicago, the guys that are shooting each other, do you think they're going to be affected at all by any gun law? Of course not. They're going to they're going to have guns somehow. I mean, it's just it's it's absurd. The only people that will be affected will be be the nice people that might be victims of these guys and others. Well, to me, what, what's really interesting is the fact that the, the people are buying more guns today when people are talking about the, uh, defunding the police than they did when, the, you know, I mean, it, it kind of tells you something that what people uh, think is really happening. 
Well, you got a good point. Nobody trusts the ability of the police now, especially with public attitudes. And you hit the nail on the head by talking about the silence of the media. Because you turn on the TV and you see people looting and robbing and, 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 and nice folks getting shot, most of them being black that are getting shot. Nobody seems yep. to care about them. And, uh, and that's a shame. And that's a shame. And so what happens is you go out and buy a gun because you don't want this happening to you. Well, in today's Wall Street Journal, I don't know if you've had a chance to see it, is an article about the Upper West Side of New York, which um, uh, is a pretty gentrified area. But what the city has done is dump uh, 800 uh, people into four hotels there, and they have absolutely destroyed the quality of life uh, in the West Side to the point where people are moving out. well, we have a real problem on our hands, and I, I guess let's instead of talking about uh, what's happening, do you have any solutions? Do I? Yes. Well, I, I seem to think that we're treating the homeless situation the wrong way. I don't think the idea should be to, I hate to say it, there's got to be some tough love here. Uh, you know, these people are down and out. Often they're the victims of uh, they have drug problems, alcohol problems. But in San Francisco, we're just figuring out how to how to feed and clothe them and keep them in their same lifestyle. And then, of course, what happens is, is that uh, conventions then move away from San Francisco. People don't like it. And now in the age of covid, guess what? Everybody's leaving the city, but the homeless are there. So there has to be a new um approach to the homeless and and the second aspect of this is i don't think letting people out of prisons uh is the way to go either uh but um but but the only thing we will solve this if the great majority of people speak out but the real problem becomes when there's a whole group of people that think it's politically incorrect to speak out against violence that it's politically incorrect to do something about the homeless oh no you can't say that that's bad and we are losing our nerve we are losing our spines and when you look back at the french revolution that's what i've been reading lately i've been going back to reading edmund burke this is like the slow moving french revolution that we're going through right now and hopefully the people that are just on the traditional side, you don't have to be far conservative. This is not about conservatism. It's all, it's about solid traditional values that could, should be, should cut right or left it's free markets, keep the order, do what government's supposed to do, whether you're liberal or conservative, the government's supposed to keep order, uh, you know, just those values that we should all adopt. But there are a lot of people that aren't, aren't doing anything about it. So I think the real reform has got to come from some from calling out not only the media, but calling out people who, who are not speaking out. And uh, they're cowed. A lot of people are cowed by the media. They're afraid. I'm yeah. in California. If you, say, if you go to a cocktail party and you say something like, uh, gee, I think we ought to stop looting. I mean, you're a terrible person. Yeah. So I, yeah. I, that's, a, that's a problem. And I, I think that what, I, what really worries me is uh, I don't believe that even a tenth of the people uh, involved are involved in this. And I think if you dug down deep, a majority of people really at horror with what's going on. I, re- I really believe that. What do you believe? Well, I believe that also. When you talk to people, they'll say, 
they'll say, well, on one hand, I don't believe this, and I don't believe in the Green New Deal, and I don't believe, and I think this violence is wrong. But, and then they'll say, but, you know, Trump said something stupid the other day. So, therefore, I'm going to vote for, for uh, Biden. You know, okay. Is that, your, is that the way you're going to govern things? But that's, that's the way people think. It's kind of like, well, you know, there's this, li- there's this little thing like I disagree with everything that's being said on the Democratic side. But, you know, but, but it's, they're not Trump. And, you know, and of course, it's all so cool. I could go to a cocktail party around here and I could say, I hate Trump. I want to riddle him with bullets. He's the worst guy in the world. I want to cut his head off. I'm going to go to the White House with a flamethrower, and everybody would say, boy, you're really a smart guy. You're really a cool guy. <laughs> uh, you know? Uh, it's just, it, it's so terrible if you said, but if you say something like, well, gee, I think uh, we should stop looting <laughs> and police should restore order. I mean, <laughs> then, you know, oh, you can't say that. You can't say that. You can think it, but you can't say it. And uh, so people are are cowed, they're afraid, and... Uh... An incredible new marketing partner of date, Transmedia Worldwide. In a world where everything is within the reach of our fingertips, more and more options for alternative sources of income exist. The WealthHelp.app looks to bring it all together! Business owners, new entrepreneurs, advent- advertisers, adventures, consumers! The Wealth Help. We'll provide courses, information, and ways for you to make money now. Wealth Help is e-commerce redefined. Learn more. Become a backer. Become a doer with the Wealth Help app. For more information on this upcoming Kickstarter campaign, go to Instagram.com slash Wealth Help. And tell them you heard about it here, Transmedia Worldwide. Incredible new marketing partners today, Transmedia Worldwide. Phenomenal, phenomenal stuff. We have got GoFundMe.com. That's G-O-F-U-N-D-M-E dot C-O-M. Search. Support Pakachanan. That's right. They're needing help. Pocky is fighting cancer. Since 2017, Pakachanan has been diagnosed three times of three with stage three uterine cancer. Her struggle continues. She needs your help now to live longer. Go over to G-O-F-U-N-D-M-E dot C-O-M. Search P-O-C-K-Y-C-H-A-N-A-N. It's Pukachanan. And they need you to give them some of your hard-earned money today. And tell them you heard about it here. Transmedia. World. Why? Go give them some of your hard-earned money today right now. Incredible new marketing partner with us today, Transmedia Worldwide. Hardship Dental Bills. Go over to Indiegogo.com. Search projects. Search Hardship Dental Bills. Please support Troy Lewis. He needs urgent emergency. He's seeking funds for dental help. He's got an emergency fund set up. You need to go over there right now. Give him some of your hard-earned money. He has several rotten teeth. And he's got all sorts of things going on in his mouth. He needs your help. He needs you to give him some of your hard-earned money right now so you can give him some dental help. He has until August 15th. He needs your money. His uncle is granting him $1,500 in April to repair the car and two months on rent. And he's applied for assistance. He's turned down working odd jobs here and there. He's got tech school training. He's got all sorts of things going for him, but he needs your help to get those 
teeth fixed. Hardship of Dental Bills right now is available at Indiegogo.com. That's I-N-D-I-E-G-O-G-O.com. Search Hardship of Dental Bills and tell them you heard about it here. We've got news. It's Transmedia Worldwide. Tremendous new marketing partner with us today at Transmedia Worldwide. Earlier this year, my husband was diagnosed with brain cancer. He spent his 30th birthday in the hospital recovering from brain surgery. He has had three brain surgeries this year so far. He just finished up with radiation and chemo. Now he has 12 more rounds of chemo to go. My husband's name is Quentin. He is married to me, Lisa, his high school sweetheart. And we have two young kids, Mason, who's seven, and Nora, who was four, and it's been really hard on all of us, and we're drowning in medical debt. Check out GoFundMe.com slash F slash help dash us dash fight dash Quentin 039 little s dash brain dash cancer. And tell them, you heard about it here. Transmedia, worldwide. Go give them some of your hard-earned money right now. Welcome back to iHeartRadio. Also, AMFM247.com. Also, find us on 50-plus AMFM stations across the country and around the world. We have got a tremendous new artist we want to talk to you about today. Find them on Spotify. Also, soundcloud.com search yours truly bigger weekend also find him on instagram yours truly bigger also twitter yours truly bigger and also facebook your strew bigger uh, that's right yours strew bigger featuring kid dreams we've got the weekend it's right now here on our big program. Call a super soaker sex game in the match Maybe next weekend we can do it again We can turn it 
That's right, it's the weekend. And it's here on your world famous Jiggy Jaguar Sunday radio broadcast. And, and, and it, it really, I hate to say this because I hate German um, analogies or metaphors, but if you go back to Hitler, there are an awful lot of people that were just afraid to say anything. They knew Hitler was a problem. Yeah. But, but the real problem does not come from the right side. It comes from the people, from the progressives that have very much a speech police, a cancel culture, and literally, and now with Antifa and BLM, not only are people being stopped from speaking freely, there's a lot of violence being wreaked there. So it's not just psychological uh, terrorism. It's now very much physical terrorism. And if people yeah. do not stand up and speak out, and especially the media, uh, that says it's okay to speak out, we're in all in trouble. And we said, so what we should be doing is we should be calling out the media, first of all, and then that might embolden the, the people to come out and, and say, you know, what they say makes sense. Now, I couldn't agree. Uh, I, I like to think of myself as part of the media, but I'm, I find myself more and more estranged from it. It's, um, uh, I don't know if you're aware, but the, uh, the New York Daily News today Eliminated its uh, newsroom. It will no longer have a newsroom. Wow. It's okay. Uh, and I, I've been reading about it all day today. Uh, and uh, I'm a firm believer that good editors make great reporters. Make uh, reporters great. And you need editors to always ask you the questions. Um, what you say is right. But the Daily News has gone away with it. Of course, uh, they finally realized they were doing the, the New York newspaper from Chicago. I don't know if you were aware of that. And finally they realized they couldn't do it. So what did they do? They eliminated the New York uh, newsroom entirely. It, it's a sad day. You know? um, Hell of a deal. I, can, uh, I used to teach a journalism course, and I used to require my students to read the Daily News and to read the New York Times. And who, uh, they both covered a story, find the pertinent fact that wasn't in the Daily News, that was in the New York Times. And I could always assign that because the Daily News uh, would always come through. They might have it as short, very short, but they would have the pertinent facts. And unfortunately today, there are no pertinent facts, only what the reporter uh, believes he, he or she wants you to know. And that is a sad commentary. Well, it all started with Watergate to a great degree because it used to be that the media, at least to some extent, saw itself as a facilitator, a mediator, a, per, uh, a facilitator of a discussion. Uh, let's see what this guy says. Let's see what that guy says. Now the media has now uh, done the Peter Principle. They've gone to an area where they're no longer capable. They've promoted themselves to... Uh, you know, an all-important fourth branch of government uh, that decrees what's true and what's false, and they don't know anything, and they don't. there's not enough critical thinking there. In old-time journalism that you're describing, Don, uh, old-time uh, journalism did that. It really basically, uh, yes. uh, the, the media was, they were much better because they understood both sides. And if you understand both sides, then you can report fairly, and, and, and you're better for it. But once you say 
that you're going to only report one side, then you don't even know that side very well because you don't really know what the counter arguments are. Um, so uh, we've lost something. I don't know what the Daily News is going to do. Are they just going to co- regurgitate news from other uh, uh, periodicals? I'm sorry. I wish I could give you an answer, but but <laughs> no one seems to know. I've been all day looking at the various places like Folio, etc., and all I know is that the newsroom, as a physical entity, is going away, and in wow. its place will be something else. And what it is, I wish I could tell you at this point, but I can't. Well, you know what's happened lately is is that because uh, the the, the Newspapers have have been subject to such competition and probably gave away a lot of their content free for a long time and haven't been able to monetize it well. The yeah. the, the size of these newsrooms, the the number of employees has gone down, and so the news the, the people that are journalists as, as so called in the Times and the Washington Post, they're more and more beholden on the people in government that just feed them stories. So they depend for their livelihood, not on their own uh, shoe leather, not on on their own investigative reporting, but really just regurgitating the storyline that someone else gives them. And it's their buddy, it's their political buddy, and they're just their outlet, they're their mouthpiece. And so it's not reporting at all. I couldn't agree with you more. Um, I'd like to get a little bit since you, uh, and I, I have to apologize, I have not read your book, but uh, Watergate, I, I agree with you, Watergate was, Watergate was a watershed event and not necessarily a good one for American journalism, even though it, uh, we seem to uh, 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 almost bow down to the gods for those two. That's right. Um, That's right. That's right. I was reading a journalist the other day and one an article that was written in a journal review and said something to the effect of Watergate, even as we examine it and find fault with it, it's impervious to criticism. And I think that's correct. It's become impervious to criticism. And every young person going to journalism school wants to be like Woodward and Bernstein, change the world. They didn't get the right lesson. The right lesson is uh, tell the truth and dig for facts. That's the lesson, but it, it should have been. Uh, but no, it was now uh, we can change the world by slanting the news. That's the lesson that people get from uh, Watergate, unfortunately. Yes. And we can now have political power. But uh, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, because uh, they violated their own rule because they never had a, a second or third source for many of their stories, but only had the the inside person. And uh, um, I still question whether that per- uh, uh, the person named was the inside person, but that's another question. But it- <laughs> right. Well, uh, but but before before we uh, continue on here with John O'Connor, of course, his latest book is Postgate, and uh, we've got Don Mazzella with us today. We are going to go to Josh Bernstein. Uh, he, of course, is from the Josh Bernstein Show, and uh, we were talking a little... There it is. Truth, the new hate speech. Great T-shirt, <laughs> sir. Um, tell us a little bit about this uh, Kamala Harris stuff that you've, that you've uncovered here. Well, first off, um, you know, uh, I just want to say that, you know, through a lot of thought and uh, a lot of prayer, um, I've decided now to be 
much more pro uh, mask. So. <laughs> I've decided now that uh, I'm going to be more pro mask. So you're just wearing it. You're just wearing the the old the old Bray Wyatt sheep mask. That's right. <laughs> but um, here, let me tell you about Kamala Harris. Yes, right? yes. Tell tell first me off, and John and Don about this. First off, she's not authentically black. She's not quote African American. She is Jamaican and she is Indian. Now, I'm not faulting her for that, but I'm faulting the media for saying that she's African American, which in case she is not. Okay, that's number one. Number two. I find it very ironic that the majority of the base of supposed supporters of Kamala and, and the Joe ticket are out right now rioting and looting and fighting against police enforcement. And yet Biden put the top cop from California as the attorney general on the ticket with him. Meanwhile, you have Democrats across the country right now passing legislation to defund the police. I mean, it makes zero sense for Kamala to be on this ticket. And here's the number one thing. Kamala is a phony, and I'm glad that the Trump administration immediately came out with the fact that she is indeed a phony. She's a phony for a lot of reasons, but one main reason is that she attacked Joe Biden for busing. She attacked Joe Biden for being close to segregationists. She has said that she is in favor of reparations and, you know, for slavery. However, she has never acknowledged the fact, nor has the media done their job, which is what I'm going to do right now, and expose the fact that she is the descendant of slave owners. Okay? Yes, I've That's heard this. Fact. That's not BS, and I'm going to go through it right now. Listen to this. Kamala's father... Uh, Donald Harris, who is about as close to her as, I don't know, maybe the Milky Way galaxy is to Earth, uh, said <laughs> recently in his book, which was uh, titled Re Reflections of a Jamaican Father, that Kamala Harris is the descendant of slave owners. Now, again, I'm not faulting her for her ancestry. I'm pointing out the hypocrisy here. Kamala's father, Donald Harris, um, wrote the book uh, ref reflections of a Jamaican father. In the book, Harris wrote about family's history, and in particular, that of his grandparents, which are Kamala's great-grandparents, were Jamaican slave owners. In fact, the town of Brownstown, Jamaica, was named after Hamilton Brown, her great-grandfather. Now, according to the official records of the National Archives of London, Hamilton Brown owned at least 86 slaves, 56 of which were men, 30 were women. Mr. Brown even swore an oath to his registrar of slaves on September 24, 1817. Quote, I, Hamilton Brown, do solemnly swear that this list is a true and perfect list of slaves owned by me to the best of my knowledge. Every slave mentioned on this list has been possessed by me as owner, considered as most permanently settled, worked and employed in the parish of St. Anne, and without fraud, deceit, or evasion, so help me God. Furthermore, in Don Harris's book, he writes, quote, as a child growing up in Jamaica, my two biggest influences in my life, besides my parents, were my two grandmothers, Missy Chrissy and Miss Iris, direct descendants to Hamilton Brown, a plantation and slave owner, and the founder of Brownstown, 
Jamaica. There it is. Wow. Uh, Who's going to come up with this? Does anybody <laughs> in the media have the balls to do this? Uh, no. I want to I start with uh, our guest, John O'Connor, the author of Postgate. Well, what do you make of what Josh is saying there, John? Well, boy, that's eye-opening to me. I know her mother is, of course, uh, Indian, and she's of the very highest caste. There's a certain caste within a caste. She's a Brahmin. And then there's a certain portion of that that's very high, high, high born. So, you know, you talk about social inequality and all this stuff and privilege. I mean, this is she's got parents that are privileged and she's a privileged person. She's lived a privileged life. And so the notion that somehow she represents something else is absurd. I'll say this about uh, Kamala uh, from from living out here and uh, being in her orbit here. It's hard to say what she really believes, very frankly, because she's sort of a cipher. She does some things that sometimes seem a little bit toward the, you know, traditional modes. Uh, but then, uh, you know, then in, in her political uh, rise, she seems to latch on to any uh, progressive idea that comes along. Oh, Green New Deal. I'll take 30 seconds to think about it and say, yeah, I'm for the Green New Deal. Now, does she really believe it? I don't know. So what we're really doing is... Once again, everyone's going to project their own thoughts and feelings on her, and they won't know what the heck she's up to, other than the fact that we know that the entire ticket seems to have been taken over by progressives. They're dictating everything. So I think even though I, uh, so Kamala doesn't probably have a core set of principles or beliefs, but I think she's going to probably have to ride along with the progressives, isn't she? And if she does that, where is our country headed? I don't know. I don't know that. Uh, that there's a good road ahead if, if Biden's elected. There won't be. Uh Incredible new artist we want to tell you about today here at Transmedia Worldwide. My dears, we got one for new right now. Mano Patty is back. Hope you have a great and hope you have a safe holiday season. Only dreams by Mano right now.
An incredible new marketing partner of date trades video worldwide. In a world where everything is within the reach of our fingertips, more and more options for alternative sources of income exist. The wealthhelp.app looks to bring it all together. Business owners, new entrepreneurs, advent advertisers, adventures, consumers. The wealthhelp.app will provide courses, information, and ways for you to make money now. Wealth help is e-commerce redefined. Learn more. Become a backer. Become a doer with the Wealth Help app. For more information on this upcoming Kickstarter campaign, go to Instagram.com/slash/WealthHelpApp and tell them you heard about it here, Transmedia World. Incredible new marketing partner with today, Transmedia Worldwide. Phenomenal, phenomenal stuff. We have got GoFundMe.com. That's G-O-F-U-N-D-M-E dot C-O-M. Search. Support Pakachanan. That's right. They're needing help. Pocky is fighting cancer. Since 2017, Pakachanan has been diagnosed three times of three with stage three uterine cancer. Her struggle continues. She needs your help now to live longer. Go over to G-O-F-U-N-D-M-E dot C-O-M. Search P-O-C-K-Y-C-H-A-N-A-N. It's Pukachanan. And they need you to give them some of your hard-earned money today. And tell them you heard about it here. Transmedia. Well, why? Go give them some of your hard-earned money today right now. Incredible new marketing partner with us today, Transmedia Worldwide. Hardship Dental Bills. Go over to Indiegogo.com. Search projects. Search Hardship Dental Bills. Please support Troy Lewis. He needs urgent emergency. He's seeking funds for dental help. He's got an emergency fund set up. You need to go over there right now. Give him some of your hard-earned money. He has several rotten teeth. And he's got all sorts of things going on in his mouth. He needs your help. He needs you to give him some of your hard-earned money right now so you could give him some dental help. He has until August 15th. He needs your money. His uncle is granting him $1,500 in April to repair the car and two months on rent. And he's applied for assistance. He's turned down working odd jobs here and there. He's got tech school training. He's got all sorts of things going for him, but he needs your help to get those teeth fixed. Hardship of dental bills right now is available at Indiegogo.com. That's I-N-D-I-E-G-O-G-O.com. Search Hardship of Dental Bills and tell him you heard about it here. We've got news. It's Transmedia Worldwide. Tremendous new marketing partner with us today at Transmedia Worldwide. Earlier this year, my husband was diagnosed with brain cancer. He spent his 30th birthday in the hospital recovering from brain surgery. He has had three brain surgeries this year so far. He just finished up with radiation and chemo. Now he has 12 more rounds of chemo to go. My husband's name is Quentin. He is married to me, Lisa, his high school sweetheart. And we have two young kids, Mason, who's seven, and Nora, who was four, and it's been really hard on all of us, and we're drowning in medical debt. Check out GoFundMe.com slash F slash help dash us dash fight dash Quentin 039 little s dash brain dash cancer. And tell them, you heard about it here. Transmedia, worldwide. Go give them some of your hard-earned money right now. Uh, you're absolutely correct. And you're right. She does change uh, positions constantly. She's extremely far to the left. You know, this notion that she's some type of moderate 
and that these are moderates is absolutely outrageous. I mean, the media, I, I can't even believe they have the audacity to say that this woman is some type of a moderate. I mean, this is a woman that has voted repeatedly to uh, for late-term abortion. She supports the Green New Steel. She supports Medicare for All. Uh, she believes in defunding the police, which is unbelievable if you think about it as a, a former prosecutor and attorney general. So she will change with, you know, the wind and say whatever she needs to say uh, in order to be in a position of power. She's a very dangerous woman. But more importantly, she doesn't resonate with people. People don't really like her. And that's yeah. even people in the middle and on the left. She's very cold. She's very condescending. She's very nasty. She's very vitriolic. She's very uh, bitter and sarcastic and just, you know, really a, an obnoxious type of personality. And I can't imagine that personality winning over too many people, certainly not in the middle. Yeah. Well, yeah. one of the things she's learned, let me let me jump in here. One of the things she's learned since I first started seeing her, and I uh, I had gone to, because of my buddy, I'd gone to a couple fundraisers when she was starting out as a law enforcement officer. And in California, you don't have much of a choice there, so I gave her some money. And she didn't, she, she was very bad retail campaigner. One of the things I noticed lately is she, she openly laughs all the time. Yes. So she never did so if you, when you see pictures of it, you just think she's a cute, laughing, deeply person. It's probably the best thing she's done, given TV and and, uh, and, and media. So I think uh, it was Josh might have said that, who she is. Uh, but I think she's affected a better public persona for, uh, you know, for photo ops. And that will be probably be her strong suit. Everybody will project on her that she's this... Uh, Nice, giggly. And, of course, in California, a moderate person is it only believes in moderate uh, deplatforming conservative speech and moderate number of people going to a moderate re-education camp. Right. Uh, that's where we are in California. That's, that's what a moderate is. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> you, know, you know what's really scary? I don't think there's a person in America that believes that the, the, um, Biden, Joe Biden will survive four years in the oh, White House. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, whoever he chose is in effect the president in waiting, and that's the scary part. Um, uh, and that to me is the scariest part of this. Uh, and also, uh, Jiggy, uh, uh, Dan Perkins' partner, informs me that uh, Kamala was the girlfriend of Willie Brown. Um, yes, this is something uh, that I have seen the last couple uh, last couple days since this was announced. That uh, yes, uh, what 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 do you have on this, uh, Josh? Oh, well, I've been calling her for well over a year, uh, Kamala Downtown on Willie Brown Harris. <laughs> um, her career was pretty much started between his legs. Yes, um, and uh, she has done oh, all perfect. kinds of things. Uh, in order to get into the position that she's in right now. Um, Willie admits it. Willie has said that uh, she has done certain things in order to be promoted, shall we say. Um, there's a reason we call her Headboard Harris or Heels Up Harris, because uh, clearly she is uh, probably going to have no problem with Joe sniffing on her, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? This is a sad commentary upon where the American political system has gone. 
Yep. Uh, you know, uh, I, I can I can remember, um, and I'm a lot older than you, Josh, of, of seeing a U.S. senator beat up uh, his wife in front of a Democratic convention in Atlantic City, and no one saying a word, nobody reporting it, yep. because the private life was private life. Yet, uh, whether we like it or not, uh, uh, we have really descended into uh, uh, the pettiness, and we're not talking uh, issues. We, uh, uh, you know, my question is, uh, will they have a debate or not? Uh, I, Biden, if he were smart, would avoid the debate. Yes. I think he'd be killed. But uh, what do you think about that, Josh? Well, here's what I think. I think, first off, um, if I was the Trump campaign, I would be on speed dial with Donald Harris right now and asking him to become a speaker at the RNC convention, the virtual convention, so that he can call out his daughter. Uh, that's number one. Number two, I hope that there is an actual uh, debate in which people actually go to the debate and it's actually somewhere and not just virtual because if that is the case the Trump campaign should go and if Joe Biden doesn't go and wants to do it through Skype or whatever President Trump standing there on that debate stage alone by himself and that's a visual for the American people uh -huh. in other words the American people will be like wow President Trump is there he's by himself, he's going to debate him through a video screen, which isn't fair because they could be telling him and teaching him what oh, to say. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah, there's all sorts but of But President stuff Trump could then really look like the true leader that he already is by saying, hey, Joe, I'm here. You know, we could have been six feet apart. You could have worn a mask, whatever you wanted to do, but I'm here. The American people deserve you to be here, and you can't hide in your bunker and in your basement. You should call him out on it on national television. Yeah. So that would be the one thing. And then, of course, um, you know, Mike Pence and uh, Kamala Harris um, should be a very interesting debate as well. Kamala's very um, vindictive, very mean-spirited. Yes. But she's not that intelligent. So if someone says something to her, she can be tripped up pretty hard. Just look at Tulsi Gabbard. I mean, oh, Gabbard absolutely... Yes. What took her from 14, 15% down to 2% within 72 hours after her shellacking in that debate. And Kamala just sat there taking notes and smiling and smirking and didn't say anything. If I was the Trump campaign, I would run Tulsi Gabbard's, you know, minute and a half uh, destruction of Kamala Harris as a campaign ad. And at the end, I would just say, I'm Donald Trump and I approve this message. <laughs> you know? Great idea. Uh, Josh, uh, last week uh, you were concerned about the, the um, older people coming out to vote, and uh, it resonated with me, and I spent uh, uh, most of this week actually uh, talking to a lot of older people about that, and I, uh, I think you really hit a nail on the head uh, with that, because there was, there is a great reluctance and fear, and I think you were very, very right on with that. We, we've got to we've got to quell that fear. Um, we've got to figure out and we've got to tell these folks that, look, you know, we're not asking you to storm the beaches of Normandy or raise the flag on Iwo Jima here. We're asking you to put a mask on if that's what you want to do. Go to the polling station and vote. 
so that yep. you have freedom, so that your children have freedom and your grandchildren have freedom. That's all we're asking you to do. And if, you know, you get sick and you die, well, then, you know, it's a sacrifice for the country because you can't mail it in. I'm sorry. You just can't do it. And a lot of people don't like that. They think I'm heartless. They think I'm cruel. They think I'm insensitive. I'm not. I'm not. It's just the bottom line is that this is too important to mail it in. We cannot allow this mail-in voting to dictate this election because if we do, we're going to lose. Well, you know, very interesting. Uh, I was talking to somebody today from New Jersey where um, uh, they felt their vote was useless because in New Jersey um, there, there was simply no chance of Trump winning and, and uh, winning that state. But, but I feel that uh, uh, the vote is necessary to add to the total, the grand total. What do you say to that? I say that if more people have that attitude that their vote doesn't count, then it won't count because they won't vote. And that's a terrible attitude yeah. to have. Uh, to say that New Jersey couldn't possibly swing in favor of President Trump, um, it, you know, it, it's a pretty strong blue state. I, I would agree with that. I'm originally from New Jersey, born and raised, 21 years there. And so I know New Jersey extremely well, the entire state. I know the attitude of, uh, of the Jersey folks, if you know what I mean. And um, there's many of them that are a kind of take no BS type of attitude, and they can see through phoniness. So there's a lot of Trump supporters in New Jersey in different areas of the state. Of course, you do have the big cities like Newark and Patterson and, you know, and, you know, and Camden that are going to drown out some of the suburban areas and things like that around the state. But it's truly a very diverse state. You've got northern New Jersey, which is very different, closer to the uh, suburbanites of New York City, if you will. A lot of them go into New York City to work. Then you have South Jersey, which is like almost country. If you go real South Jersey, uh, Vineland and, you know, and some of those areas. And then you have the area in the middle, Central Jersey, that's closer out to like Pennsylvania and Philadelphia. That, that's a whole nother ball game there. And then of course you have Jersey yeah. City and you have Hudson County and you have Union County. So you have so many different areas, but you also have some country area out there in New Jersey too. So it's very diverse. There's a lot of different people in New Jersey, but just like many states, they're drowned out in the cities by the liberals. But uh, with the defund the police movement and, you know, all the violence and rioting, uh, there could be many people that normally wouldn't vote that are just so fed up. They're like, you know what? I want to be safe. And the only one that I know is going to make me safe is Trump. And who knows what can happen? I'll tell you this. If it's close in New Jersey on election night, if it's within four or five points, that means the rest of the country is going to be, uh, you know, kind of projecting the fact that states like Wisconsin and Pennsylvania and Michigan uh, are either going to be neck and neck or having Trump win again. Because if it's close in New Jersey or even for New York, okay, if let's just say New York is not a blowout, let's say it's not a 30 point blowout like it normally is, let's say Trump's within, I don't know, 12 to 13, 14 points. That means the rest of the country that's more conservative yep. in the Midwest, he's going to be doing that much better. So keep an eye on New York. Keep an eye on California. If Trump is losing on election night within 12 to 15 points instead of 30, then it could be a very, very good night for the president. 
Let me follow up on. Yeah, jump in there, John. Follow up on what Josh is, what Josh just said, and he he hit on something that's very important. There are a lot of people out there that are going to be shy Trump voters, as the pollsters call them. Uh, they, recently, they were identified as maybe being five percent of the people that are sampled. But I think what Josh is saying is that shy portion of the vote may be increasing with these latest riots and so forth. So. Right. That's going to be the big unknown. How much of that shy Trump voter is is going to be is going to show up? So it's going to be right. very interesting, and I agree with him on on the demographics of this thing. Well, what about the fact that uh, suburban women um, uh, seem to be going anti-Trump? Well, well, that's happening. That's happening. I'm married to one, and uh, she's <laughs> my weather vane. She's never been wrong in the last. <laughs> 84 elections, you know, I kind of pull her every day, you know, if she says that she hates George W. Bush, the headline will read, Bush plummets in the polls. Two weeks later, she says, you know, I kind of like George W. Bush, and the headline will be, Bush rises in the polls. So, uh, you know, the, the, my sampling of suburban women is that it's not going very well for Trump, because in the age of COVID, when people are worried about the basics uh, they just, uh, you know, they blame it on Trump, and you know he's uh, that's magnified by the media, and also by his own style, which is kind of a bull in a china shop style. So they blame things yeah. on him. It's not good for the woman who wants a nice, safe hearth and home. He seems his disruptive, disruptive personality does not fit with the time. That said, as we get closer to the election, I think people have got to start thinking, and they may think, and hopefully they will think about economics who is the better person to lead us back economically and get our prosperity back on that one if people are thinking that way trump wins hands down right well, you see that the unemployment is down below uh, a million um, uh today in the, uh, the latest unemployment figures yep yeah yep, I we've mean, got a v-shaped recovery coming yeah, yeah what what do you think about that josh is it 10.1 or is it less than that? Because um, I think I predicted a couple of months ago that he would get down to about 9.8, 9.9%. So I was pretty close if he's at 10.1. And I think that if he can somehow reach 9%, 8, 8.8, 8.9%, somewhere around there, around election day, uh, even eight and a half, then uh, I think he'll be in very good shape because you know then you'll have gone from 14 all the way down to 8%. And all these jobs will be coming back. So I think that would be really good. But one thing that I will touch on in what you said about suburban women, suburban women that are married with children are much more uh, in tune with voting for President Trump. Uh, one of the reasons he won the election was because of those types. It's single women that maybe live in the suburbs or in the city that is his, yeah. you know, his Achilles heel. But when it comes to a family that has children, I can't imagine a mother with children thinking to herself, gee, I really don't like his tweets, but I kind of want little Johnny and little Sally to get murdered in the street because of these rioters and looters, and we can't call the police. I can't imagine that, that conversation going on in someone's head and saying, because I don't like President Trump personally, I'm going to vote to make my community and my country less safe you know president trump has a perfect opportunity as the law and order president to be the complete opposite 
of what they are. And if they're going to continue to push this defund the police movement, um, I think more and more and more people, I mean, look, when you have 80% of black voters saying, hey, leave the police alone, you know, <laughs> we don't want you to defund our police. Uh, I think well, that that's a big deal. Now, whether they're all going to come out to the polls, I don't know. President Trump won 8% of the black vote. If he doubles that, he's going to win this election, again, if they come out and actually vote. Um, I don't believe the polls that show that blacks are at 25 30%. It would be wonderful if they are, but I don't think that's the case. I think right now he's probably between 10 and 12%. And by the time election rolls around, if he can push that number to 14 15 16% and pretty much double where he was at, uh, he's probably going to win. He'll probably win pretty well, I, decent. I, I, I agree with what Josh said there about safety being the main thing uh, that the suburban mothers care about. Unfortunately, right now, they're looking at COVID as being the big bugaboo. And if and that's why I would counsel him if I were talking to him right now. I'd say, Mr. President, just stay very calm. Things are going to get better. We'll seem better on the COVID front two months from now. Just stay calm. Don't look like you're the disruptor. And now people will start thinking about the economy and about the physical safety aspect in light of the right. So Josh is right on it. Safety is what suburban uh, mothers are going to care about. And I hope that works in the president's favor. But here's uh, the thing. They also understand that China caused this. How can you blame the president? He didn't create this virus and he closed off China early and he's going to remind voters and his surrogates are going to remind people of that. And he's going to say it in the debates himself that I saved hundreds of thousands, maybe millions of lives. So, again, putting that all in context, I don't think the American people are necessarily blaming him for this virus. And uh, Well, so they're I, blaming him for the way that – let me butt in. They are blaming him, and a lot of it coming from CNN and MSNBC and uh, the Post and the Times. They are trying to make a big deal that, like, somehow his handling of it has made it worse, his handling of it. And and they're hitting on that. So it, is, it does have some effect. I mean, if you look at the polls, they, the polls do skew yeah. against President Trump, especially among suburban women, about his handling of the crisis. And so I'm not faulting him for it at all. I believe exactly what Josh said, and I think he's right on. It's a question of perception. And my point is that he should do as little as possible to make himself a target. And if he can just keep his uh, fire away from that and not talk about Deborah Birch or Anthony Fauci, just be cool about it and, and, and aim his fire somewhere else, he'll be fine. If he can have that same discipline, if you remember he had that discipline in the waning days of the 2016 campaign and it worked. And if he can keep discipline now for just a couple months after Labor Day, he'll be cool. And uh, I think that Polls are much tighter than they say they are. They're very close to being tied right now. Well, they always are. Uh, I'd like to jump in, uh, Josh, who's just uh, an economist that I value that's been more right than anybody else. Uh, predicts by election day it'll be 6%. What would be 6%? The, uh, unemployment. That would be amazing. But no, he, wow. he, he really believes that. If, if, uh, anyway, uh, but I also uh, want to uh, point out something else just came across the wire. The Justice Department has found that Yale University discriminated against Asian Americans and whites, which has got to be a major change. 
I, I, I have, yeah. um, it, it affects saying that uh, they discriminated against uh, since Thursday the found Yale discriminates based on race and national origin, uh, origin violating federal civil rights law. That is the first time I've seen that, and I think that's a major uh, event. What do you think? I mean, I agree. Uh, I don't. Yeah, I don't think ahead. it'll even get a blip on the news. To be quite honest, um, I think that, uh, and I've said this before, uh, white people can't really be victims in the year 2020. They can't be discriminated against. Uh, they can't be, you know, uh, prosecuted, you know, unfairly. They just can't. I mean, that's the way that it works. That's the way the media works, unfortunately. Uh, and it's sad. So maybe the Asians, but probably not because they're, you know, they're, they've never really been a class in the last 15, 20 years, that's been, uh, you know, the subject of discrimination as far as on a grand scale. So I don't know. I think this will probably be just a passing type of story. I don't think it'll have legs. Don, who was the economist you, you mentioned before uh, to back up? Who's that economist or the uh, predictor on the unemployment? Oh, um, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I can't uh, at this point. <laughs> He can't reveal his sources. He's a journalist, for God's sakes. Okay. I love it. Name. Okay. Well, okay. He shares that uh, with his clients and charges <laughs> a great deal of money for it. And I just okay. have to. Okay. Okay. But, okay. but well, okay. I will say yeah. this that he, uh, he has been more consistently right on these numbers than anybody else over the last 10 years that I've worked with him. Well, as we wrap yeah. up here with, with Josh uh, on this segment, uh, tell us about AMAC and uh, your radio program and everything else, then we'll let you go and finish up with John here. AMAC is the Association of Mature American Citizens, uh, the conservative alternative to AARP. Uh, a lot of folks uh, don't know that there is another alternative out there for seniors. You don't have to be stuck with the liberal organization of AARP. Uh, AMAC.US is the website. You can call them toll free at 888-262-2006. Again, 888-262-2006. Tell them you heard about AMAC on the Jiggy Jaguar program, and they'll even give you a free one-year introductory membership just for mentioning the Jiggy Jaguar program. Uh, and they are fighting to make sure that there's not Medicare for all. They're fighting against creeping Obamacare. When they lobby on behalf of seniors, uh, with Washington, it's to have more power, more control, and more freedom in healthcare choices and decisions, not a top-down, government-bloated bureaucracy type of universal coverage, or even worse, Medicare for all. So there is a group on the other side that's fighting against those big government programs on healthcare, and that is the Association of Mature American Citizens. Check them out on the web at amac.us. Fantastic. Well, Josh, I appreciate you joining us. And uh, thanks for being with us today, my friend. I really do appreciate it. You got it. Thank you, Take sir. Care. There goes Josh Bernstein uh, from the Josh Bernstein Show. And uh, we are going to continue on here with Don Mazzella and John O'Connor. So, uh, so, John, tell me and uh, Don a little bit more about your book, Postgate. Well, what 
uh, I talk about is that I, like many other people, thought that the Watergate reporting was spot on and it would usher in a new uh, era of journalism. And uh, and I was always disappointed that uh, journalism was so bad in its wake. After I represented Deep Throat and got involved with the Washington Post and they put my head in the dumpster enough, I began investigating whether or not the Post reporting was really as good as they say. And in fact, through my book, I document how the Post committed deliberate uh, dishonesty in coverage of Watergate and made Watergate into a false one-ring circus when it should have been a three-ring circus. And uh, that Richard Nixon uh, was, in fact, yes, he obstructed justice on the advice of the great John Dean, but was also a victim of the CIA and the DNC and uh, a rogue and and Dean and and himself. But the main thing here is, is that the Post committed fraud, far-reaching fraud, got away with it, elevated the status of journalists. You get rich, famous, uh, everything else, if you can get a scalp. Uh, they promoted journalists to an unaccountable fourth branch government, uh, which now necessarily is partisan. You're going to wear a jersey, you better be on one team or the other and get your scalp that way. So what I, what I show is, though, if I show, I figured if I can prove definitely, and I did this, that Watergate was a fraud, what about all the other reporting that follows? And it is much Once you read mine, you realize that the fraud comes from concealment, from concealing material facts. That's what happened in Ukraine Gate, conceal Biden's corruption. Russia Gate, conceal the abuses of the FBI and the nothingness of the investigation. Conceal, conceal, conceal. And that is the method. And we all have to be on our toes. And like somebody said, we've got to call out the media. But once you see the post in action in my book, realize their heart and soul i talk about you know what came from the post i have a, a pretty good uh intro on that one so it's it's good reading i try to write it like a thriller uh, and for those people that love uh facts and love inferences and circumstantial evidence and getting to the truth I, I hope it's a pretty good read i put a lot into 275 pages there's a lot packed in there <laughs> Uh, the name of the book again, because I, uh, I have to tell you, I've had a, a, an online editor that, um, after the fact, said one thing. All they had is one source, and, and they they uh, read into the ground. And, and well, I tell you, yeah, Don uh, and Don. One of the things you might want to do is, is look and see what they had in front of them. They deliberately chose to conceal. That's what's frightening, including some of the stuff that Mark Felt told them. Remember, my, the title of my book is Postgate, How the Washington Post Betrayed Deep Throat, Covered Up Watergate, and Began Today's Partisan Advocacy Journalism. A lot of Deep Throat's uh, insights, they completely ignored and covered up. And they had it there, and that's just one of the things they covered up. But uh, So that's for, for you, Don, as, as a news guy, journalism guy, I think you'll be fascinated by what they did. I have to get the book now, uh, John. Um, my editor at the time, Al DePolo, you, you know, uh, <laughs> he said many of the things you just said. And, and uh, he was a, a news editor in Newark, New Jersey, never got involved. But the, he, he just figured there was a lot more to the story. 
There was, and, and again, why is it that it's taken 48 years for somebody to do this? Because it takes a lot of digging to, 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 to do this. It takes work. And uh, and I'll tell you this: they may not have been able to get away with it if, it, if they're in the in the age of talk radio and uh, the internet. And I think there would have been a lot more blown up uh, back in those days. But one of the things the Post did prove, though, and that is still true today, is if you have control of the major media, you can pretty much dominate the conversation. Now they wouldn't have dominated it today; they wouldn't dominate it completely. And they would dominate it in a different way, but they dominated it back then, and we never got the truth. And how can we have our history written that is completely fraudulent? But that's what we've got people reading the wrong history in the school books. Well, but, but let me, uh, I guess my question simply is uh, to me, it was a totally unnecessary. If you win, if you win an election, what, a, uh, what is it, 30, uh, 47 to 1 in the states? Right, uh, right. Uh, you know, why you didn't get involved in it? And, um, uh, John, perhaps you and I should have a conversation off. Uh, well, well, uh, well let, me, let, me, let me answer that real quickly, and I show in the book. It wasn't about the campaign at all, and that was the major lie of the Post. They led you to believe that this was all about the campaign. It was not. The only connection to the campaign was that, that there was some ready cash available by way of slush funds to do these things. But, but it had nothing to do with the campaign. There was nothing of value at the DNC. They weren't listening to any uh, officials anyway. They were there to listen to something else, to the girls and the boys talking on the phone. But it had nothing to do with the campaign. And, of course, Nixon himself and Mitchell and those guys don't knew nothing about this. This was totally shocking to them. It had no – and Nixon objected not so much that people thought he was doing something illegal – he objected that people thought he might be doing something stupid. This was terribly stupid. If he really wanted to break into the DNC, there was no purpose, and, he, and they broke in twice. And so I go through that in my book, and what happens is, though, the Post leads one to believe, and still they'll talk about it today. Bob Woodward will say, well, maybe they were trying to listen to find out what Larry O'Brien had on, and maybe they were doing this, maybe they were looking for Fidel Castro's contributions to the campaign. It's all nonsense. They know it's not true, and I go through this in the book. And if I don't make my case here, I'm turning in my bar card. I'm going to resign. But, uh, you know, that's it. I can't prove this one, uh, you know, but it's there, and, and I think I nail them. And what I say is, you hold up this book to the post, they've got to genuflect. That's all I would say, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like holding the crucifix up to a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> that is fantastic. We have got John O'Connor with us today. Postgate is the latest from him. Don Mazzella joins us as well. Uh, as we wrap up here, I want to start with Don. Uh, mention your website and uh, give, us, give us some robot. details. You know, the National Robotics Education Foundation, the-nref.org. I want people to know more about that than anything else. 2SB Digest is where they can uh, hear my uh, uh, broadcast, my podcast. You can also hear it uh, uh, every place that Jiggy's on, except his, uh, um, oh, every place. You're yeah, on. yeah. And uh, um, what else can I say? Except a uh, great guest, and uh, please send me John's information. I'd love to yes. have an, uh, uh, an off, uh, another, another conversation. 
Um, Al Vapoto, uh, who's now in the, in the newsroom in the sky, he said at the time he, uh, he never liked uh, uh, what the Post did. And he said he was a Democrat uh, to, to, the, uh, uh, to his uh, shoe, to his toes, but he felt uh, Nixon got a, a raw deal on this one. And uh, I'd love to, to learn more. Well, uh, John, before we let you go, how do we get a hold of you online, get your book, everything else? Well, I would say to your audience, go to postgatebook.com, postgatebook.com or amazon.com uh, for my book, Postgate, uh, How the Washington Post Betrayed Deep Throat, Covered Up Watergate, and began today's partisan advocacy journalism. If they go to either one of those sites, postgatebook.com or amazon.com, uh, and go to the book Postgate, uh, you're your your audience's eyes will open. That's all I can tell you. And I would love, by the way, if you can get me Don's if you can get me Don's information, I would love it because he's a he's a vein, a great vein of knowledge on this subject. So I'd love to yes, it sometime. I you will find Don. Yeah, I will mm-hmm. make sure you guys have emails and everything set up, and uh, I'll get you guys the information. I appreciate it, gentlemen. Thanks for doing this today. Great Thank you. It. This has been Thank great. You. Thank you. Thank you, guys. There they go, Don Mazzella. And the fantastic Josh Bernstein and John O'Connor. And we are going to take a break. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.